protozoans, typically insects and other arthropods. However, carnivorous plants do also generate energy from photosynthesis. Carnivorous plants have adapted to grow in places where the soil is thin or poor in nutrients, especially nitrogen, such as acidic bogs. These plants can be found on all continents except Antarctica. This group of plants includes at least 583 species that attract, trap, and kill prey, absorbing the resulting available nutrients. Additionally, there are over 300 proto-carnivorous plant species, which have some, but not all, the characteristics of a true carnivorous plant. basic trapping mechanisms used by all carnivorous plants. Number one, pit wall traps. Trap prey in a rolled leaf that contains a pool of digestive enzymes or bacteria. Number two, flypaper traps. Use a sticky Number three, snap traps utilize rapid leaf movements. Number four, bladder traps sucking prey with a bladder that generates an internal vacuum. And number five, lobster pot traps, also known as eel traps, force prey to digestive organ with inward pointing hairs. And now I'll describe with more detail each one of these five traps with examples. The first one is pitfall traps. These are characterized by an internal chamber and the pitfall traps attract prey with nectar and bright flower-like patterns within the pitcher. The lining of most pitcher plants are covered in a loose coating of waxy flakes, which are slippery for insects, causing them to fall into the pitcher. Once they're within the pitcher structure, Digestive enzymes or mutualistic species like bacteria break down the prey into an absorbable form for the plant that they can digest. Water can also become trapped within the pitcher, and that just makes it a habitat for other flora and fauna. Simplest pitcher plants are 
probably those of the Marsh Pitcher Plan. These straps are derived from a simple rolled leaf whose margins have sealed together. These plants live in areas of high rainfall in South America, and as a result, they have a problem ensuring their pitchers don't overflow. So, to counteract this problem, they have a built-in overflow mechanism similar to that of a bathroom sink. There's a small gap near the top that allows excess water to flow out of the pitcher. In one species of pitcher plant, the problem of water overflow is prevented by simply having a lid. This is essentially a layered leaflet that covers the opening of the rolled leaf tube and keeps rain from getting inside. This same species also secretes enzymes such as proteases and phosphatases into the digestive fluid at the bottom of the pitcher. The enzymes digest the proteins and nucleic acids in the brain, releasing amino acids and phosphate ions, which the plant then absorbs. In at least one species, the nectar bribe that is created by the plant is laced with a toxic alkaloid, also found in hemlock, which probably increases the efficiency of the traps by intoxicating the prey. The cobra pitcher plant has a balloon-like lid that almost creates a seal at the top of the tube. Insects, mostly ants, enter the chamber by the opening underneath this balloon-like lid. Once inside, these ants or other insects tire themselves by trying to escape from these false exits until they eventually just fall into the tube. There are also species called monkey cups or tropical pitcher plants, which mostly catch insects, although the larger ones also occasionally capture small mammals and reptiles. Some species possess two sharp thorns that project from the base of the lid over the entrance to the pitcher. These thorns likely serve to lure insects into a precarious position over the pitcher mouth where they may lose their footing and then fall into the fluid within. The Albany pitcher plant has a thorny overhang to the opening which prevents trapped insects from climbing out. The next group of carnivorous plants 
which may either cause water to follow by osmosis, collapsing the cells in the midrib, or cause rapid acid growth. Changes in the shape of cells in the midrib allow the lobes, which are held under tension, to snap shut, flipping rapidly from convex to concave and trapping the prey. This whole process takes less than a second. In the Venus flytrap, closure in response to raindrops and debris just blown around in the air is prevented by the leaves having a simple memory for the lobes to shut. Two stimuli are required, half a second to 30 seconds apart. Further stimulation of the lobes' internal surfaces by the struggling insects causes the lobes to close even tighter, sealing the lobes hermetically and forming a stomach in which digestion occurs over a period of one to two weeks. The next group of carnivorous plants use bladder traps. Bladder trap plants, like bladderworts, use a vacuum to capture prey. The bladders pump ions out of their interiors. Water follows by osmosis, generating a partial vacuum inside the bladder. The bladder has a small opening, sealed by a hinge door. In aquatic species, the door has a pair of long trigger hairs. Aquatic prey touch these hairs and deform the door by lever action, releasing the vacuum. The prey is then sucked into the bladder, where it is digested. The last group of carnivorous plants use lobster pot traps. A lobster pot trap is a chamber that is easy to enter and whose exit is either difficult to find or obstructed by inward pointing bristles. This is the type of trap used by corkscrew plants. These plants appear to specialize in aquatic protozoa a Y-shaped, modified leaf allows prey to enter, but not to exit. Inward-pointing hairs force the prey to move in a particular direction. Prey entering the spiral entrance that coils around the upper two arms of the Y are forced to move towards the stomach in the lower arm of the Y they are digested. Prey movement is also thought to be encouraged by water movement through the trap, produced in a similar way to the vacuum in bladder traps. Some carnivorous plants actually use a combination of traps, so the sundew plant features both a 
flypaper trap and a snap trap, and it has also been termed a catapult flypaper trap. There's another plant that uses a combination of a pitfall and flypaper trap because it has a sticky pitcher fluid. There are also plants that are considered borderline carnivorous plants. To be a true carnivorous plant, a plant must first exhibit an adaptation of some trait specifically for the attraction, capture, or digestion of prey. Only one trait needs to have evolved that fits this adaptive requirement as many current carnivorous plant genera lack some of the above-mentioned attributes. The second requirement is the ability to absorb nutrients from the dead prey and gain a fitness advantage from the integration of these derived nutrients, such as amino acids and ammonium ions, either through increased growth or pollen and or seed production. So plants that may utilize nutrients from dead animals without specifically seeking and capturing those animals are excluded from being a carnivorous plant. The second requirement also differentiates carnivory from defensive plant characteristics that may kill or incapacitate insects without the advantage of nutrient absorption. Due to the observation that many currently classified carnivores lack digestive enzymes for breaking down nutrients and instead rely on mutualistic and symbiotic relationships, bacteria, ants, or insects. This adaptation has been added to the carnivorous definition. Now, there are some plants that appear to be carnivorous, but are not truly carnivorous. One borderline carnivorous plant gains nutrients from its prey by the droppings of a buck. Another borderline carnivorous plant produces sticky leaves with resin-tipped glands and looks extremely similar to some of the larger sundew plants. However, they don't directly benefit from the insects that they catch. Instead, they form a mutualistic symbiosis with species of assassin bug, and they, the assassin bugs, eat the trapped insects. The plant then benefits from the nutrients of the assassin bug species. The next section is about the environment and evolution of these plants. Most carnivorous plants live in habitats with 
the 
Show notes or go to sleepwhispers.com. 